1: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we welcome back domestic football with a bang after the international break. Dom Mackay stepping down as Celtic's chief executive just months after taking the role and new signing Kyogo Furuhashi faces weeks out on the sidelines. Stephen Gerrard says bids for Nathan Patterson during the window were way off and Robbie Nielsen is the season's first manager of the month as Martin Boyle lands the Player Award. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Jim Duffy and Hugh
2: Keevans... Devastating, breathtaking day for the Celtic supporters The loss of Kyogo to injury is a huge blow on the park But that's commonplace in football If it can go wrong, it will go wrong However, when a chief executive who was only appointed 10 weeks ago Leaves a club of Celtic size It has a destabilising effect The Celtic fans thought that they had found stability once again After the trauma of last season and the loss of 10 in a row Tonight, they know better
1: Jim Duffy Mm -hmm. I am going to hold my hands up At three Mm -hmm. minutes past six You will never believe What I said Mm -hmm. to someone Earlier on I think it was earlier or yesterday Mm -hmm. Where I said International break's over That kind of Thursday, Friday Friday night will Probably be quiet On Super Scoreboard uh, yeah. What do I know
3: Yeah well as I said uh, Eve in the, in the few years You've been doing this job uh, Gordon you should know No better, know better. Uh, in, in Scottish football uh, There always seems to be uh, A new story Right around the corner And today With uh, the news That the, the Celtic Chief Executive Has resigned Is obviously Another massive story Because it's You know Everyone uh, took the seem To take an age To get the new manager Ange Postacoglo in And uh, get the new players in There was a lot of Criticism directed That things weren't done Quick enough but everything seemed to be settling down And the shoe just rightly says there It now seems to be destabilised Uh you, you throw the, the injury to Kyogre, uh, Kyoga Into the, the mix as well Then, you know, it's, it's not been a very pleasant day For anyone connected at Celtic
1: Yeah, Celtic fans, it's been quite the day So why not share your feelings with us 01419511025 But there's a lot happening this weekend as well Everyone's back, it's been a long International break and a successful one In the end St Johnston Rangers kicks us off tomorrow So whatever is on your mind Whatever team you support pick up that phone And talk to us we would love to hear from you 0141 951 1025 And we are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB There is obviously Only one place to start Hugh Kevans I don't think that will surprise anyone And in line with the way things work In the stock exchange news gets delivered Sometimes late on a Friday afternoon Uh, And it surprised everyone I think earlier on this afternoon Celtic Football Club announced today Chief Executive Dom Mackay Has stood down from his position For personal reasons There follows some very very brief quotes From Dom Mackay Thanking the board and everyone for their support And wishing Celtic success I said it was brief Ian Bank here Similarly brief We thank Dom for his efforts And the announcement that Celtic's Director of Legal and Football Affairs Michael Nicholson uh, Has been Appointed as acting chief executive officer Now Let's go for the official line Obviously It's the only appropriate tone for us to start on I'm not naive Mm -hmm. enough to think that it will Remain that way for everyone Between now and eight o'clock But let's be respectful The official line is He has stood down from his position for Personal reasons And that may well be the case They may be sensitive We wish him well We hope he is fine We hope his family is fine Without question We hope the personal reasons are something that he can overcome That is the the right way to start it There is a football side of this though Where fans will phone in and will tweet in and say What's this all about? He's only just here and is there something else going on? That's inevitable
2: Okay, so the statement from Celtic is a bombshell Followed by platitudes uh, And the only scrap of factual information Is that Michael uh, Dixon will take over as... The acting chief executive But as I say With regard to Dominic Mackay And his position There is not a shred Of factual information The gentlemen of my profession I know at five past six This evening Will be running around With their hands in the air Trying to find Scraps of factual information And Something will emerge uh, Either by later tonight Or early tomorrow morning But All that we can say with any certainty at the moment is that this is a devastating blow for the Celtic fans who endured all manner of trauma last season with regard to losing Neil Lennon as manager, uh, a season that imploded domestically and in Europe, a season that brought the much-fabled 10-narrow dream to an end. And they thought that with the arrival of Dominic Mackay and Ange Postacoglu and... Following the signings of players like Furuhashi, uh, That the club had very quickly Found its feet again Now it is thrown back into turmoil uh, Like I said
1: Jim On one hand y- y- you shouldn't speculate too much And on the other that's Just simply not going to happen I-, I can say that all I want <laughs> That, that, that won't be the case Take a look at social media Take a look mm-hmm. at phones Fans are invested In their football club They're mm-hmm. emotional about it They're yeah. financially invested mm-hmm. They want to know What's going on They want to know Everything is yeah. okay From a football perspective
3: yeah, I mean, I mean, that is difficult because obviously um, the statement has come out that is personal and therefore you have to respect that. Um, but from a footballing um, situation, then, you know, it's. Uh, I, would, I wouldn't use the term devastating because I just think it's a frustrating one for Celtic. Uh, you know, obviously Peter Lawyer was there for such a long time, uh, you know, and, um, you know, obviously once Dominic Mackay came in, uh, he had an interim period there where he settled in and then obviously officially he joined again in the summer. Mm-hmm. But you know i think in celtic's position whether it's the interim um um position that will be you know continually the filled there the, there will still be um a number of top candidates if that position still has to be filled so I, I i just think it's one of those ones where it's a bit of a hiccup um for celtic at this moment in time but i think the most important thing that the celtic fans would concerned with is obviously they've lost some key players in that window there mm-hmm. just before i mean after the rangers game losing to rangers then losing Ryan Christie and losing to Edward on the back of that and now the Chief Executive So I think there's a combination of things in Amongst the injuries as well to Furuhashi So I think the fans will be m- m- more immediate And really want to make sure That they get back on track again In league duty at the weekend
1: Okay Celtic fans Give us your reaction to that news today I know it caught everyone by surprise So what did you make of it? 01419511025 Maybe someone out there is going to say No I did see this coming I don't know I feel like most people were Certainly a bit surprised at the timing We will find out on the phones Let's dive in with Stevie who is a Celtic fan to kick things off. Surprised, Stevie?
4: Uh, I'm not buying it. Okay. Sorry. I hope I'm wrong. I dearly would love to be proved wrong, and if it's personal reasons, and the guy's his life to do, and all the rest of it. But I'm not buying it. I Why? don't even know. I don't know, Bill. I don't know if Peter Lobby was in the building, right? I don't know if he's still hanging about what like a bad smell or whether he's well gone. I have no clue, right? And this is only my opinion, and I'm a cynical old man. You know, not quite as cynical as you, but somewhere i doing that, Rod. No one is. So, my gut feeling is that this guy's come in, he's revolutionised rugby, he wants to revolutionise Celtic. He's probably too ambitious, too progressive, it's probably costing too much money, and I doubt that the board are going to match... His, uh, ambitions and expectations and he's went, I'm off. Could be totally wrong. I hope I'm totally wrong. But, and the worry is, if they're not going to match the CEO's ambitions, they're certainly not going to match the manager's, and he might be next to go, I'm off. Right? As I say, I hope I'm wrong. But, you've got to look at the evidence. This is a board who, over the last however many years, their focus has been the blue pound. Lawwell was nearly having heart attacks when that's top stand was shut at the Rangers' end and the banners were there. And when Rangers died, he said, that's just cost us five million. They want any Rangers in the league, any Rangers, it doesn't matter. Because that's the draw. Well, Stevie,
2: Stevie, we're going off on a wild tangent now about blue pounds and uh, what Rangers did, did not do. We have to deal with the loss of the chief executive today and what it's all about. And your phrase is one that will be repeated by many Celtic supporters. You said, I'm not buying it. Many Celtic supporters will not buy it. The problem that we all have at the moment is that when there is no factual information, all you have left is speculation. You're free to speculate, Stevie, and others are free to speculate, but... We do not have a shred of factual information to hand at the moment. It will come and it will come quickly because in this part of the 21st century, nothing stays a secret for long. But at the moment, you are entitled to your phrase, I'm not buying it. But we are entitled to say... We don't know yet why Dominic MacKay is no longer chief executive at Celtic. I mean, Jim, there will always be circumstantial
1: things that people will look to as evidence, but actually, it might turn out to be absolutely nothing. It's 2021; you, you always social media is your first mm-hmm. go to. He has deleted his Twitter account. That might be interesting. It might be absolutely nothing. To do with anyone's business, and maybe the guy just feels like it's it's the right time, in line with these personal uh, reasons. So again, yeah, Mm -hmm. Hugh is correct. Um, It it's 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 a very vague statement. Mm -hmm. When 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 anything is described as being personal reasons, that can be you've got serious issues. Per, you know yourself, yeah, it your family,
3: could be, could be other business related stuff. But, into, but it could mean that person, it could mean. But yeah. it could
1: also mean that you person you don't
3: like where yeah, you work, you, yeah. you don't like your colleague, oh, whatever absolutely. it may
1: be. But yeah, that, that's where it, that's what allows the speculation. I mean, the,
3: the, the one thing that you know Stevie did speculate on, then it could be that he doesn't feel he's maybe getting um, you know other support, or, or he can or he can move the club in the direction he he was appointed to do or want to. do we don't, we don't know these things, but. To say something, you know, as disrespectfully did about Peter Lawwell, I think it's just unnecessary. And I think that, uh, you know, people go into these jobs and are at these jobs for a considerable period of time and you balance over the period of time how successful they are. And I think uh, Peter Lawwell in particular was very successful as a chief executive for Celtic, um, uh, you know, under uh, under his um, remit. But, you know, as, as far as, as Dominic Mackay is concerned... As you said, and we will unfortunately we'll have to repeat all the time until such times as we actually know the reasons. If we do, if we do find out, then we have to respect the fact that he made that choice. You're right; it could just be a footballing reason. It could be a number of reasons. But the thing to do now is to move on. He's made it Part of the reason I think he's deleted His Twitter account Because he knows he's He's been the Chief of his of Celtic He knows that That's going to be uh, Bombarded with um, Opinions Should we say And he's probably thinking I don't need this Just now I don't need to be Reading these opinions So therefore I'll let the club move on So it's really about The next stage for Celtic And the next appointment mm. um, That That's now done It's gone It's in the past It was a, a short tenure But it's it's like It's like any any tenure it's, it's done You have to move on
1: Yeah I mean on Twitter Loads of Opinion coming in Celtic's Mark Wilson Not that one I assume mm. uh, Says a very frustrating situation Still no director of football No head of recruitment Now our CEO Is out the door Mackay was promising The modernisation Of Celtic football club A shame It hasn't worked out And that that's Probably the most important thing Right now Hugh Because oh. the Speculation is one thing The full picture May become clearer in time But wh- whether it does Or it doesn't Celtic need a new CEO And they don't have A head of recruitment And this was supposed To be this Big change The biggest change the club had undergone yeah. In goodness knows how many years And already it's hit a bit of a speed bump
2: You know, the, Furuhashi took away a lot of the Problems that Celtic had with regard to PR Because he had such a startling start to his Celtic career And the fans immediately fell in love with him And the subject of Director of Football and infrastructure Kind of took a back seat mm. Now it all comes to the forefront again Because The speculation, and as I say Where where there is no information There is only speculation The speculation will be that Behind the scenes uh, Dominic Mackay may have been trying to move things In a certain direction And others were not pulling in the same direction Uh, I have no factual information But This today Stalls the Celtic recovery It means that We're thrown into a state of flux again It's not just about the team on the park And even Furuhashi is no longer there For the time being To take the heat off Yeah, by the way Celtic
1: fans If you want to react to that as well We might as well do it um, All at the same time Furuhashi out for a few weeks Potentially up to as many as seven games Given the schedule How do you feel about that news today? Thanks to Stevie Let's speak to Gary Who's in air What was your response When you heard that news this afternoon, Gary?
5: Yeah, good evening final. Uh, I wasn't
6: surprised to be honest I said when they took him It wouldn't last long And I also said when Ange Ball came He would be gone by Christmas By choice
1: What makes you say that though? What do you mean?
6: Well Law stepped down For one reason And one reason only And you'll not see it reported In the media and all the rest of all the court cases last week And he knew this was coming
1: well, to be fair, Hugh, this is where we you, people are now displaying things as fact that
2: yeah. that, that simply aren't fact. The other problem—they're not, not close to fact. The other problem when information is not there and speculation is there mm-hmm. is that speculation tends to go from mild to red hot, and the, the whole situation then begins to get clouded. Uh, we do not know. Anything for a fact Uh, Gary says he knows for a fact That certain things have happened No he does not And he did not think that the Chief Executive would be away in 10 weeks How could anyone in their right mind have thought I bet he's away in 10 weeks time Uh, So Speculation Is now a minefield
3: yeah, and I also think that, you know, people are saying the old one, two and two and coming up with five and to say that Ange Postecoglou will be away by Christmas. You know, I mean, you can just throw anything in. Listen, and you know, I, I, I've I, just found it, you know, obviously in the, in the last few days even the club, I'm at United. Listen, you don't know when a manager's could be a wee, I mean, we, four games <laughs> uh, You know, uh, United have lost a manager Celtic, you don't know Because all oh, down to results and performances if he, if, he, if he has a few bad results Then it could, be, it could be Christmas But so could every other manager in the country That's just the nature of football But just to throw Kind of like, uh, you know, situations And just throw, you know a, 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 a bundle of fireworks in there And hope one goes off And hope you get it right um, it's, it's just an unnecessary speculation I, I don't even think it is speculation I, I think it's just rumour which is a suggestion And then you, you hope that someone else catches on to that similar rumour And before you know it um, You know the, the, the mm-hmm. they're off and running But these are the type of things that I don't, I, I don't think are un- are Sorry, I think are unhelpful in the game When people just throw these type of situations Or these kind of statements out there
1: How how disruptive do you think this will be, Jim? Because ultimately Celtic mm-hmm. will, will play tomorrow And Ange Postacoglu mm-hmm. will pick his team and, and, and life goes on in that respect But it was... Labelled as such a big summer Don yeah. McKay did have ambitious plans As the tweeter pointed out That There is no director of football yet So there's not that continuity in place Do you think this is... How, how disruptive is it?
3: No, I think it is disruptive But as I said at the start I, th- I think it's more of a bump Or a hiccup Or we'll call it what you like I don't I don't think it's, a, uh, it's something That's going to derail Celtic um, Obviously they, they will have to appoint someone In the football department I know Gordon Strachan is coming in Or is in To, to have a look at uh, Different areas of the football club um, But I think that you know Whether they were further down the line With the, the director of football Or the, the head of recruitment I think these are Every bit as important um, to get to get right <laughs> who comes in first is is another matter now do you now need to focus in solely on a chief executive and then that chief executive appoints these people so there is a a kind of a, a batting order so to speak uh, of 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 a level in importance i would think at a club at the start to the celtic a chief executive would probably be at the top of that batting order so i think they do they will have to get that sorted first before they start mm-hmm. looking Further down mm-hmm. the ladder To see the other appointments that are made
2: Announcements are made to the Stock Exchange mm-hmm. Because Celtic Football Club is a big business mm-hmm. And News of the Chief Executive going After 10 weeks Like all big businesses It reverberates mm. And it has an effect on the company has an effect on the club So this is not just a, an everyday occurrence That is taking place today This is a a, a major derailment for Celtic
1: Right, I didn't realise that was the time already Right, we're going to have to take a breather We'll get some travel We will take more of your calls after
0: these You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One, Super Scoreboard
1: We've got Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy here to take your calls 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well at Clyde SSB The breaking news Before we came on this evening Is that Celtic announcing Chief Executive Dom Mackay Has stood down from his position For personal reasons Let's go to Kevin Who's calling in from Blantyre As a Celtic fan Kevin is that news that Disappoints you Frustrates you Worries you I, I don't know How would you describe it? About um, uh, Dominic Mackay? Yes
7: well, well, my my, I heard Hugh at the start of the program, and um, you know, going on about the it was a tragedy and stuff like that. You know, I don't really think it's a a black arm band's job in uh, flags at half mast. You know, the guy's been there for seventy days. I've had stuff in the freezer longer. You know, I don't think we need to, to, to go into hyperbole about this. The guy's came to the job. It's not suitable for him. He moves on. We move on. You know, I've never I've never known. A chief executive To score a goal um, Win a league Win a title Like a manager I'd just like to ask you And Jim Do you know the most successful Chief executive in British
2: football? Go on, tell us Ed Woodward
7: uh-huh.
8: What has
2: Manchester United won in the past five years? Well, in what ways he successful then?
7: Well, Ed was successful because He turns in cash He turns in cash And you need to measure it in that way There's two ways you can measure it Manchester United,
2: Manchester United have horrendous debts
7: Manchester United have horrendous debts Because it's leveraged by the Glazers That's the only reason they've got tremendous debts That's but not, that's, that's t- not
2: t- success t- to me And incidentally we'll start off with a factual moment here uh, You may have thought you heard the word tragedy But you did not hear the word tragedy I'm not suggesting I know what tragedy is He did say something strong what was the word? I, I, Devastation. I, deb- yeah, as as well. so it is bad. for Celtic. Yeah, but well, Kevin oh, would disagree I'm with that as, as usual.
7: You know, I, th- I think really you've got to get things into a sense of perspective here.
2: You're saying okay. that after ten weeks, if a chief executive leaves a club of Celtic size, ah, these things happen. That 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 is disingenuous. If you don't mind, it's a, a I do not I, I don't.
7: I don't. I, I really don't um, think my opinion is disingenuous. See see in business There's people going there's, there's guys going to Martin Spencer's Chief executives In the last 10 weeks And maybe go in And have a look And say Isn't it for me
2: Give me, I a, give me an in. example
7: Well I, I I can tell you There was a there was a expensive, Martin Spencer's Chief executive Went into tournament Round about 10 years ago After a disastrous Ad campaign and and
1: This show has definitely Become weirder than I Ever yeah. could have imagined I, 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 I don't know where he was wanting you to go with that, to be Kevin, fair, Kevin. Kevin you you don't have mean, to, to Kevin call is on trying, your Marks and Kevin is trying
2: knowledge. to suggest that this is of absolutely no consequence. Well, no, I'm sorry. No, no, listen, I'm sorry, that's not the case.
7: No, 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 no. Listen, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that for you guys in the media, you guys want to paint this as some sort of disaster for Glasgow Celtic. The guy Matthijs came in, he saw the look. He's came in after Peter Lowell. Peter Lawwell's... No matter what people say, Peter Lowell presided over a great deal of success for Celtic. Went wrong in the last year. He would be the first person to admit that. The guy McKay's been in, he's had the a look. They're the best role in the world. Going for the SRU, going to Glasgow Celtic, is night and day.
1: Something can be big news though, Kevin, and a big deal without it being a tragedy or a disaster. I know you took... You know, you weren't happy with the strength of the wording Hugh used But I'm not saying it's a disaster Jim's not saying it's a disaster I don't think people are saying it's a disaster It can still be big news It can still be a hot topic Um, And believe me, it's not just us I don't know if you're on social media Take a look Your fellow Celtic fans feel like this is Worth commenting on It can be
7: a hot topic And it will be a hot topic But what I would say to anybody that's a Celtic supporter is Have a look at the guys on the park See, playing the best that have played for years. They're playing better. They've, they've been better in this Last month than
1: I've seen for a long time.
7: Can I just, and, uh, can I just make oh, a fact, oh, Joe? Light,
1: like Kevin, finish uh, first. On you go. They,
7: they, they,
1: they've been better than I've seen for
7: a long time. Joe, so come back. See all of those two games and the thing. See, at the end of the day, we see progress. We see real progress. We like the manager. We like mm. his style. We like the sort of players he's bringing in. We like the guys that are there. We like. We like how much they're up for the fight.
1: But would that maybe not be the... Con- it's not a legitimate concern then that people are worried that that progress has now been undermined or going to be stopped. How... How... how I, I can't understand why. Because the guy that hired the manager that is playing this swashbuckling football that you love and the guy that played a part in signing the players that you're so full of adoration for has left. Right. See the night, right. See if
7: the guy that's in charge of our radio turns in and says By the way, listen, that's me away you go? Oh man, me 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 show on Monday. All oh, right, the guy that said that the of your
2: program says, "Oh, by the way, listen, I'm a 85 live." Oh no, we'll just stop. We'll just stop. we will not do anything. No one is suggesting that Celtic Football Club comes to a full stop tonight, but I do take issue with what you said about the best football for years. Celtic won a quadruple treble, twelve trophies in a row. Yeah, you're right, I'm going to say it They've played four league games and lost 50% of them They went out of the Champions League qualifiers to a a bang average FC Midtjylland And they have a very, very hard Europa League group to uh, deal with Starting with Real Betis away on Thursday night I think the news of Dominic Mackay Temporarily Listen to me, Kevin Temporarily destabilises Celtic and the structure behind the scenes for me uh, is not one that should be considered satisfactory by the Celtic supporters. Where is the director of football? uh, Will Michael Nicholson become the chief executive on a permanent basis or what is to happen? Uh, But today's news, I'm sorry, you can't just brush it aside as the guys in the park will take care of it. The guys in the park The younger ones The Abadas The Yotas Who is able to play a game for Celtic um, Furuhashi even though he can't play uh, For the next few weeks They they are aware Of something Big going on within the club It's not easy for them
1: um, Well, we on that though Kevin I'm keen to get your thoughts on this Because you're clearly a very passionate Celtic fan And Hugh's given us the perfect segue in Kyogo Furuhashi out for three to four weeks that could take in up to seven games given the schedule that Celtic have at the moment here's what the manager had to say on that
9: we've got him back and initial assessment you know we're looking at least three to four weeks at this stage so um which means he'll miss sort of the next uh, few games but at the same time he's he's pretty optimistic about you know working hard to get back so we'll just have to wait and see yeah well it's disappointing it's disappointing for him you know because he was he's obviously had a great start to his Celtic career and you know, it's one of those things. We obviously wanted to keep it going and, and obviously uh, helped us as well. But at the same time, we, we understand it's it's part of football. You know, these things will happen and we just got to get on with it. Yeah, if you had to ask me at midnight on uh, transfer deadline day, i say, you yeah, know, we've got some great options up front and, you know, we'll, I'll be able to rotate some players and make some substitutions. And uh, as I said, that's the challenge football puts up to us. I'm still confident with the players we've got available and, and the way we're playing our football that we'll still be – you know, a good team going forward And if we can get through this period without them It just means that we'll have an even stronger Sort of conviction about what we're doing moving
1: forward Right, Kevin, I'm going to talk your language here If the best shelf stacker in Marks and Spencers Breaks his finger and can't stack shelves anymore Is that a concern? How worried are you about Furuhashi's absence?
7: Listen, I'm not worried at all It's funny you say that, Gordon Because I've actually known somebody at Parkhead And in, involved with training at Lennox Town mm-hmm. And I know the big Greek striker um, has came in and apparently he's been firing shots in at such velocity in training that there's guys going after the finger strapped goalies that apparently the guy's shots are so powerful so I don't have any, any worries at all about the be man being away mm. and the thing is is all joking aside is we for the hashes captured the hearts a one part of the nation the guy's
3: fantastic but we need to move on
1: I you like what Kevin be? because nothing worries Kevin Which yeah. is fine That is a, is a good outlook to the
3: have goalies, maybe, maybe the fingers. I'm going to be watching out for
1: those powerful shots <laughs> this weekend um, Jim, <laughs> we're, we're talking actual football here <laughs> And the blows yeah. of, of players being out injured Rather than chief <laughs> execs stepping down What did you make of that news?
3: Yeah, I think, I think that is a huge blow For, for Celtic uh, As you uh, touched on as well Getting into Europe next week you know, you've also lost Edward in the transfer window, and Lee Griffiths as well went to Dundee on loan. So you know, there's not too many options here. I know yeah, the new striker uh, has come in, but again, you know, yeah, listen, if he hits the ground running like for the hash, he did, great, but not that doesn't happen all the time, uh, and and you're going to ask him to play. Game after game A lot of games In a very short period of time um, Because you don't have too many Other options
2: As an out and out striker it, Is it not a problem If your goalkeepers Are all going off With their hands, hands they'll, be fine, yeah. uh, they'll be fine They'll be fine We're wearing cricket gloves
3: oh. So um, But yeah, you know, I mean listen You know I, I think of course It is a concern um, And and it's a difficult one I mean I know the managers saying there that um, you know, the medical staff think possibly three, mm. four weeks. But with that type, you know, a knee injury, maybe a medial ligament or a wee tweak or whatever. i you just don't know. I mean, and also there's a, the fitness aspect getting back in again. So yeah, concern for sale and I think the more immediate concern would be for the supporters missing, um, you know, the the their star player at this moment in time getting into these vital matches. Mm. I say particularly in Europe yeah. because because uh, obviously. Um, Celtic want to try and get through that group
1: Yeah Hugh not all time frames are the same Because three to four weeks Three or four weeks ago Uh Yeah it would have ruled them out the Rangers game But then he would have had two weeks of an international break And he probably would be back Before you know it But we're on the 10th of September Before we even get to The 10th of October Celtic play Ross County Then Real Betis Then Livingston Then Wraith Then Dundee United Then Bayer Leverkusen And then Aberdeen All before the month All before a, a month from now if you like Prior to So even, th- even if Marcus is Breaking the hand of every goalkeeper He comes up against he, He'll have to carry the load For all those games I guess Unless we see a resurgence In Albina Yeti
2: I will play from the start Before Albina Yeti <laughs> Plays from the start I cannot wait sure, for that tomorrow kind of two, back o'clock, two o'clock Two o'clock tomorrow when, you know. when that Celtic <laughs> exactly. team gets named <laughs> yeah. And he's in it oh, I'm going to have a field day Don't you worry You'll <laughs> not be named in it But anyway uh, Prior to this afternoon And The developments which took place Kyogo Furuhashi had been the shining light He had been what galvanised the Celtic supporters Because they thought This guy has hit the ground running Seven goals in nine games Everyone falling in love with him It cannot be the case That you simply ignore The absence of Furuhashi for the next few weeks, you cannot mm. say, ah, but the Greek mm. wonder boy is coming down the line here. A different type of player as well. In, in fairness, Jim, In
1: fairness it, it does remain a possibility mm-hmm. because there is an alternative here where Yakimakis mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. and has to wait and wait yeah. and wait because Furuhashi's playing and he's yeah. irresistible and mm-hmm. he can't get. This is what footballers
3: yeah.
1: want. They just want an opportunity. Yeah. So he, he will probably have to come in at some mm-hmm. point and, and make an impact quickly. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, I get. Listen, it gives the, the boy his, his opportunity, which he might have had to wait, um, because obviously, even uh, Ange Postacoglu had stated that he sees Fudahashi more better better through the middle than he did he played on the left hand side and started on the left hand side against Rangers but if you look at his goals you know his goals are all running about the six yard line you know great movement sharpness but Celtic have changed a little bit as well there used to be a lot of cutbacks from Celtic now they're flashing balls across the six yard box because they know they've got that type of striker so again uh, Giamakis, is that's how you pronounce it he, he has to then adapt to that and the players have to adapt to him mm-hmm. he's, he's got to find his way And with all the players being away in international duty, you can imagine wouldn't have been able to do anything in terms of link up, play and build up, play, you know, bedding them in because Callum McGregor and, and, and David Turnbull and all these other kind of guys were all away. So, you know, he's got to, he's going to have to just try and throw them in unless... Um, I'll be in a jetty, mm. as Hugh. Can't said, wait there, well, we'll, get, we'll be quarter to two tomorrow
1: or, And we'll be on from midday Or
3: as Hugh Keevy's got the shin pads
1: on He's ready to go We'll find out Thank you to Kevin The most glass half full man I've spoken to all day That was Kevin in Blantyre Mark and Cumbernauld Is coming up next 0141
0: 951 1025 This is Scottish Football's League Leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here 01419511025 Pozog is on Twitter I hope all is okay with Don Mackay. We're also cynical Maybe the real issues is, uh, could be health of him or his family He's held off leaving till after the window So he could get things done We don't know so we shouldn't speculate And I guess there is a lot of truth in that as well So um, take keep the calls coming in I'm going to play a little bit more from Ange Postacoglu Because there was a big football story at Celtic as well I assume that would dominate the start of the show tonight uh, Kyogo Furuhashi out for three to four weeks, but that could mean as many as seven games when you look at Celtic's fixture list coming up. Uh, the manager thinks the three deadline day signings of Giacomakis, Carter, Vickers, and Jota have all come in with a point to prove. He says they might need to be more conservative with the Greek striker because he's not had a proper pre-season.
9: All three, we have been working on quite a while, so um, you know, finally got him over the line now uh, um, before the deadline and. Uh, look all three uh, were really keen to get on board all three have the attributes I'm kind of looking for in terms of the football we want to play and, and the stage of their career they're at they're guys who I think have still got a point to prove in their careers and yeah, I think that's a big part of you know wanting to bring players here we were working on a number of fronts but one of the things that I was kind of kept pushing was we really wanted guys who wanted to be here for the opportunity to play for Celtic and what it does for their careers rather than you know sort of just people seeking a move and um Happy to have all those um, those three, um, along with uh, Liam Scales, who came in later. Um, happy to get them all in, uh, in the squad. Out of all of them, probably Georgios is the one that's a little bit further behind. He didn't really do a pre-season with the team, so uh, we'll probably be a bit more conservative with him because, uh, you know, obviously with Kyogre going down, we, we're a li- little bit light on in that area, so we're just going to be careful, but... Um,
1: Yeti's playing tomorrow Mm -hmm. I deliberately held off Playing that So that we could get Hugh Keevans to dive in That's actually a lie I forgot that that clip Was coming up But The
2: the third three Yotta uh, Keevans (laughs) Abada. Yeah, It's going to
1: have to be It's going to have to be um, Because Yakumaki's a little bit behind In terms of preparation Let's bring in Mark Who's a Celtic fan We'll start Furuhashi Mark Since we just heard From the manager How worried are you About that Or are you like Your fellow Celtic fan Kevin Who's not worried By anything What was your reaction To the Furuhashi news
5: first of all, like, good evening. Good evening, Matt. Yeah, just, just um, I was devastated when I heard that it was a really bad injury. As you go on Twitter, and you hear the worst all the time, but um, the sounds of things, it's only like three, four weeks. Yeah. Um, which is, which is probably good. It's not a serious injury, or hopefully not too serious an injury. It's something that he can still, i have read it, it's something that you can still train with, and um, so he you keeps himself fit. The um, G- Jack Demarcus thing, you know, um. I actually think it's a chance to give Albina Yeti a bit of a run in the team. Um, it looks like we're going to have to because he's a striker there. You know, I know he's not had many minutes in the game or many many games, but from what I've seen him, what I've seen him this season, this like clearly got something off. It looks a bit sharp, and these guys are only going to know if they're getting games every week, week in, week out. And it looks like he's going to get that that chance because the big league striker. Isn't he 100% mm-hmm. fit? So I think we'll, I think we'll see him probably fleeting. And, uh, definitely, and um, his Kyogo is um, a massive uh, loss to us because he's been such a really good lift to the whole team, yeah. the whole structure in the fans as well. Like, you know.
1: Well, don't worry, we'll have a great deal of fun tomorrow when Albin Yeti's named in that Celtic starting eleven. I will not let you forget it. What about the other news, Mark? Which is. Big Equally big If not bigger Depending which way you look at it um, Off the pitch Dom Mackay No longer the Chief Executive Did that surprise you When you heard that news?
5: Um, it did I was actually really surprised Because I've You know I've heard him speaking A lot of the stuff That he was saying He was very I think he was very On the forefront with the supporters He was really good uh, Communication wise And Celtic have notoriously Been pretty poor Communicating with the, the fans uh, Over the last I don't know 18 months So that was a bit of a blow But you know, I did tell the last guy, Kevin, and I think a lot of these points. I know he went on a bit. He knows an awful lot about shopping for my liking, but um, <laughs> you know, I think, I think if you listen to what he was saying, you know, it's, it's Celtic are running a business and a PLC as well, whatever. But if you, I mean, before them uh, before, um, sorry, before Peter Lowell came in, you know, I was and I, I'm sure a few other people. You know, wasn't a big thing CEO? Obviously, he's a CEO of the club. But I'm, I'm in the mindset that the fans are more interested in the team on the pitch, mm-hmm. just like Jim said earlier on, how the results come on through um, the manager, you know, how he gets gets things going. Now, there are no guarantees that the manager's um, going to make it, but he, he needs a bit of a chance. People are saying, oh, he's going to leave as well because because Don McKay's leaving. I, I don't think that at all. You know, Celtic are, Glasgow Celtic are a massive club. They'll be here a lot longer than I will, you know. This moves on, mm-hmm. uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I understand a lot of that, Hugh I, I, Lots of people are making the point on Twitter um, Because when you are lacking in fact and, and lacking in information That is where the speculation arises So you, you start scrutinising the statement And you analyse it very closely And I mentioned the fact that the Twitter account's closed down And all the rest of it um, The statement is is extremely brief mm. Now, if Dominic Mackay Does not wish for his personal reasons To be explained Or advertised at the moment Then again, perfectly understandable but did, did that surprise you you know it's it's one line from Dominic Mackay I'd like to thank the board and everyone at Celtic for their support and wish them a success for the future now maybe there is nothing in that but I'm I'm trying to reflect what people are asking on social media why so brief you know why, why, well, why, why is there a happy medium between that and you know expo- explaining all the personal reasons which, um, which Dominic Mackay might not want to do is there a middle ground of course there is
2: Uh, Transparency is very important In in life as in football Uh, And you you have 60,000 people who will soon be Asked to present Vaccine passports and all the rest of it Inside the ground who have given Celtic A donation as many other supporters Did at other clubs last season Uh, They gave their season ticket money while Knowing they wouldn't be inside the ground Uh, the, The supporters I'll confine myself to Celtic Because it's Celtic we're discussing here The supporters have backed them to the hilt But At the moment there is no transparency And That's regrettable because the statement Is just one platitude after another uh, Ending with the one piece of factual Information that Michael Nicholson will Join the board, been at the club For eight years and Will take Dominic Mackay's role On an interim basis, perhaps Later to be confirmed as Taking it on a permanent basis I don't know, but I think if you have people who are ploughing the kind of money into the club that the Celtic fans are ploughing into it, they are entitled to a degree of transparency. If there is something in the background affecting Dominic Mackay's personal life, which must, absolutely must remain personal, I respect that. But a statement full of platitudes... How do you then get
3: transparency then, Hugh? I mean, well, if it's personal, it's personal. If the guy doesn't want to disclose it, also... You know yourself uh, In business as well Sometimes there's Confidentiality agreements In which cases You can't say too much now, We don't know these things But they are part and parcel Of business And Celtic Is a global business So I, I think that um, You know again If it is personal And that's, that's what mm-hmm. um, It's been stated as then I, I don't think you can be any more transparent, you know, because it's no one else's business but his.
1: OK, let's park that so we can squeeze one more in. Mark, thank you very much for getting in touch tonight. Craig is a Rangers fan from Airdrie. Uh, what's on your mind tonight, Craig?
3: Hi, how you doing, Carl? Hi, Craig. Hi, um, just a quick one. I just
7: think, um, I think that Mackay is staying on this job and I think he's just come to the realisation that it's a lot bigger. Than what he's been doing in the rugby.
2: Well, Craig, you know no more than I do, and uh, you know that I'll take that opinion on board. But I don't think why would Celtic appoint him in the first place if they thought that his background in rugby was insufficient for a job in football? Uh, why would he take it in the first place? Uh, yeah, that, I no, no, no. That is a, that's a good point
7: of view. I just think that he's. I just think that he's He's took it on And he's just came to realise I know there's a lot There's, there's a big difference Between football And, and, and rugby It's
1: a bit of a dodgy line Craig's got in here I mean Obviously everything remains A possibility Jim When, when you're speculating As wildly as many people are Um and I am sure that nothing does really prepare you for the scrutiny that comes with being the Celtic chief executive. Um, You know, even if you can tell yourself you know what you're getting yourself into, you probably don't. However, the one thing that makes you wonder about that theory is... is He's not had much criticism yet. Do you know what I mean? It's not like it's been bombardment. And if, if anything, the Celtic fans are probably pretty pleased because they they love Ange Postecoglou and they like a lot of the new signings.
3: Yeah, and the style of football is, is most of the fans seem to be enjoying it. Um, but uh, you know, listen, <laughs> the rugby fans are generally a little bit more forgiving than the football fans. So you know, at this moment in time, you know, he, he's he's, a, you know, he's 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 in the very very early stages of of his time at, at Celtic. But for whatever reason, we could say that he's decided that it's no longer suitable for him. Um, and, and I think, as I said before, you know, we, until such time somebody tells us differently, we'll be going around in circles trying to guess uh, another reason or trying to remember
2: put in another reason what we think. Remember, Dominic Mackay was the man who tried to get football to play games at Murrayfield mm-hmm. when he was uh, doing his job at the SRU. Uh, Not entirely a novice When it comes to football And I have to believe That if you're going to replace A chief executive As successful as Peter Lawwell was Surely to goodness When you appointed Dominic Mackay You had absolute faith in him To do the job and certainly would not have anticipated That mm. 10 weeks into the job He would leave
1: Yeah, Jim Duffy's right We may well be approaching The going round in circles territory yeah. If we have not already uh, Craig, I'll tell you what Why not finish off by talking about your own team We've got a couple of minutes Before we need to go to the news As a Rangers fan How much are you looking forward to The return of domestic football Away to St Johnson tomorrow? Yeah,
5: yeah Very, very, very excited I think that
1: um, We've underestimated to be underestimated uh, with the
7: start of the season I thought Maybe we're oh, A bit lack of stuff But um, Yeah I think That we're going to do well I think we'll beat Johnson
5: Comfortably um, And I think that we'll do well Like New Yeah
1: well we're looking forward To that one We'll be on here Six hour special It's been ages since we did One of them Hugh 12 12.30 St Johnson Against Rangers tomorrow Let's play this This is the first big game Of the weekend Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun
0: For the best football news And opinion online uk Slash football
1: An absolute classic On Beat the Pundit Last night One of DL's All time great performances And by great I mean Disastrous It went to the tiebreaker Jim Duffy He was asked What win percentage Did Craig Brown have As Scotland manager And he said 76% Now there are not many managers, managers out there yeah. Who have 76% thought it was win rates I
2: When you pointed out yeah. That that was more than Pep Guardiola Yeah it.
1: Pep's Barca team Had 72 Now if <laughs> If Bruni's listening I'm sure he knows fine well It was a lot Less than that But anyway Your chance to win on Beat the Pundit Starts right now It's 01419511025 And the lines close At
0: 7 Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde one super scoreboard
1: Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are in the building It's 01419511025 Understandably, lots of reaction at the start of the show To Don Mackay leaving Celtic And the injury news surrounding Kyogo Furuhashi We're still to hear from Stephen Gerrard The head of the return of domestic football uh, And after we play Beat the Pundit Something much more important than football and much more important than all the the arguments and debates that we have on here so we'll do that after we play this
0: beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online the slash football
1: you is ready Jim Duffy is ready and one of them will take on George in Guk how's it going George
4: very well gentlemen trust you're all well all
1: well here thank you for asking uh are you confident are you feeling in the mood tonight?
8: I'm in the mood tonight I got a zero last time So I must do better Oh my
1: goodness He's played before And got a zero Oh, yeah. Well listen You set the bar that low It can only go One way You've had You're not in great form This season and If, I if you pay, don't mind me saying
2: I had to pay My tax bill today as well oh, oh is that, oh, that why You're oh, in a particularly bad mood? mood
1: What a size that bill Will be as well A man of your means Right Just okay Me, me and
2: Elton John The same bracket um, It's
1: can like
2: a Ken the phone
1: I think I speak Ah, there we go, I've got the questions here Right, so here's what's going to happen We'll toss the coin heads, it will be Hugh Keevans And tails, it will be Jim Duffy And it is tails, it's Jim Duffy Up against George from Guruk So we give Jim Clyde two to listen to Just so that he cannot hear George's attempts George, the rules are ever so straightforward 30 seconds, answer as many questions right as you can And if you don't know, you pass quickly And we move on, okay? Let's go Let's go, 30 seconds Your time starts now, which club was Patrick Roberts on loan at Celtic from?
4: Manchester City.
1: Name another Scottish side that Rangers goalie John McLaughlin has played for. Falkirk. David Bates signed for which Scottish club during the transfer window? Pops. Name a club team Ali McCoist played for other than Rangers. Sunderland. Who won the Scottish Premiership Manager of the Month today? Gerrard. Who was the top scorer in the most recent Scotland squad? Go on, just guess a player in the Scotland squad.
4: McGinn. Uh, uh, right,
1: okay. Let's bring back Hugh Evans.
2: Hugh, can you hear us? I can, but it's Jim Duffy that's playing. Sorry? It's Jim Duffy that's playing, though. Good, just, just checking, just <laughs> testing, just <laughs> see if you're on, your, on your toes. Jim, ready?
1: <laughs> yeah, when you go. Mate. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Which club was Patrick, Patrick Roberts on loan <laughs> at Celtic from? Manchester side. Name another Scottish side that Rangers goalie John McLaughlin has played for. David Bates Signed for which Scottish club During the window Name a club team That Ali McCoist Has played for Other than Rangers St Johnstone Who won the Scottish Premiership manager Of the month today Robbie Nielsen Who was the top scorer In the most recent Scotland squad Um, John McGinn Which SPFL side Are nicknamed The Terrors Dundee United Who's the current Infermline manager Peter Grant In which Spanish city Are Celtic's Europa League Opponents Real Betis based
3: Uh, Valencia
1: Oh, I'm distraught at that last answer I'll explain why in a minute uh, George How do you think that went? I think Jim's, Jim's done extremely well And I've, I've lost again But did you get more than zero? I got more than well, zero said, yeah. said, you're, you're a winner in my eyes George You got the first one right I had a sigh of relief When that happened Man City was of course Patrick Roberts' parent club Unfortunately for you Jim got it right And um, Jim got most right You must say Hearts for John McLaughlin Aberdeen for David Bates So he's 3-1 up at this point You both knew Ali McCoist had played for St Johnson, Sunderland, Sunderland, Kilmarnock So 4-2 to Jim Robbie Nielsen is the manager of the month 5-2 John McGinn is the top scorer In the most recent Scotland squad I gave George a wee extra chance to get that So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt 6-3 Jim Duffy then just Just rattled on through them The terror's Mm -hmm. Dundee united Peter Grant the Dunfermline manager (laughs) 8 out of 8 at this moment in time Jim Duffy but Real Betis are based in Seville
3: Seville honestly I was
1: going to give you the last one as well to see if you could get the perfect 10 you're just going to have to settle for 8
3: Okay, well that's probably I'm it's okay. good. That yeah. must be your
1: best ever. It's a so, sensational return.
3: You said that with a degree of I know, I sarcasm <laughs> no, in your voice. A, <laughs> I can't believe you
1: managed that. Yeah, oh no, right. that was good. That was very good. Yeah. Hard lines, George. We're getting there. You got three on the board. We'll maybe get a victory next time. Okay, thanks. guys. great man, George in Guruk. It's
2: a man in form, the Duff. Oh, I'm really sorry, Miss Sibyl. I remember sitting yeah. in a nice restaurant mm. outside Real Batista's ground in down. 2003. In Seville Glass of red Mm -hmm. My son and my son-in-law both came the old fella, out of the money for their meal And then hopped off Of course Yeah why not
1: Take advantage when you can right (laughs) Okay 01419511025 We're here until 8 o'clock There is plenty of time To go through the hot topics of the day Whether that's Don McKay or Kyogo Furuhashi We'll hear from Stephen Gerrard Talking about bids for Nathan Patterson Uh, We've got big games coming up this weekend But quite frankly Some things are much 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 more important than football, and uh, this is one of them. You may have noticed that today is Suicide Prevention Day, so as always, um, certainly in the last couple of years, it's something that we clearly feel very strongly about. We try and mark it on the show with, of course, a bit of a link to football, which is what we all love and why, uh, hopefully, why you tune in to this show. So I'm delighted to say we're joined on the line by Aaron Connolly, who you may remember has joined us on the show in the past. He's got um, a very... Incredible story to tell He also does some great work At Time to Tackle He do work Dealing with mental health issues Amongst various other things Aaron, first of all Are you well? Thanks for joining us
10: I'm well Gordon uh, Thank you for having me back It's a pleasure
1: oh, The pleasure is certainly all ours um, Suicide Prevention Day 2021 Aaron I wonder what that day Means to you now
10: Yeah A massive day for me um, You know I haven't been through What I've been through This is a the third, second suicide, the third suicide prevention day Since uh, my suicide attempt And I always try to Try to mark the whole week and the day By by doing something Whether it be a social media post Or, or speaking on a format like this I've spoken to some businesses this week I'm very grateful for the opportunities That I get now And I'm very grateful for life To be honest Having, having come through what I've come through
1: Yeah I mean listen We, we have had you on the, sh- the show before It was a long time ago Not everyone would have heard it And even if they have it, It's worth hearing again It's a very important message But just give us you know in your own words What what those experiences are And what your story is And, and what's led you to this point
10: Yeah so I, You know I'm a typical West of Scotland male I'm 30 years old now i a family I've got three kids And love football I've loved football all my All my life uh, Wanted to be a professional footballer Like most Kids of my uh, Kids growing up Around my area And I, I achieved that dream Very short lived At Hibs and United And and football has been a huge part of my life. But sadly, uh, alongside football, I've struggled with real mental health issues from from my whole adult life. You know, depression, anxiety, and in my mid twenties, into my late twenties, sometimes that sadly developed to suicidal thoughts and quite sinister thoughts and behaviours. So, on the 26th of April 2019, I attempted to take my own life, and am very thankful and very grateful that people intervened and. And I was saved. Um, I spent some time on a psychiatric unit after that, sectioned under the Mental Health Act in in Leverndale, just in the south of Glasgow. Um, Spent four weeks there. And upon coming out of there and having that trauma, myself and my wife, you know, we thought that firstly, you know, I had to do more to try and help myself. I'd, I'd lived with depression for a long time and probably never really tried to deal with it in the correct way. Always tried to just avoid it, hide from it, not speak about it. When I I knew I wasn't feeling so good So after having the shock and the trauma Of what happened in 2019 I tried to make some personal changes And then later in the year in 2019 I launched alongside my wife We launched Time to Tackle And Time to Tackle as I said As you you quite rightly said to Gordon You know it's football And we're using football for good We're using football to try and change lives And to try and save lives And I for one believe in the power of football I love football so much uh, As is most people listening to this programme And the guys on the panel do and I just believe it can give people a freedom. It's given me a freedom in my life. You put a ball in front of a bunch of adults or kids, uh, and within those white lines, they're safe. And that's what we're trying to give back to people.
1: What impact then have you seen football make to, to you, first and foremost, and, and now to the people that you try and help?
10: Massive for me. And I've, got a, I've had a difficult relationship with football, as I'm sure you can imagine. You know, not quite making the grade, uh, despite putting years of effort into it, it, was difficult for me to accept for a long time. And I'll just tell you a quick, a short story, if I can. Um, I, when I realised that football had an impact on my life, that was that was great. And it was in the psychiatric hospital. I'd spent two weeks on the ward, locked up pretty much for for fear of my own safety. Um, and for a guy who's active and and spends a lot of time outdoors, that became increasingly difficult. The more I engaged in recovery, the more I started to feel better. It was really tough not getting outside and getting some fresh air. So about two weeks into this stay, my stay, the doctor said to me, look. I'm going to let you go outside um, for an hour tomorrow with your wee boy and your wife. Now, I'd seen... My little boy was three years old at the time. I'd seen him every single day, but not played properly. We hadn't had a proper area to go run around. And so my wife tells my little boy the night before, you're going to see Daddy tomorrow. Um, he's going to be allowed outside and you can play. And my little boy uh, says to my wife, well, we better take Daddy a football then. And uh Excuse me. And then... We run around for an hour in the middle of a psychiatric hospital on a bit of grass that we found and me and my wee boy chased a football about and I remember so vividly that night just thinking that football's probably saved my life on more than one occasion that routine, that social aspect of going to training a couple of nights every week for my full adult life that freedom as I already spoke about getting on the pitch that freedom, not worrying about anything else and the camaraderie that football can bring and the Bringing people together. Sport, I think, has a such a power to do that in football, particularly for me, because that's the sport that I love. So that's the impact football has had on me in my life. And now, since launching Time Attack almost two years ago, we've seen it impact hundreds of lives in a positive way.
1: Well, listen, thanks a lot for, for sharing that story. I can see the impact it's having on you and, and Jim in and, and the studio, and I'm sure many others listening um, along at home. <laughs> when you think back, and, and maybe you don't Aaron, so you know, you know, know, forgive me if, if there are places that you don't want to go but you, you mentioned April 26 um, 2019, how do you look back on on, on that or, or even the journey since then?
10: Um, it's a difficult one, I, I'm very reflective about it, obviously having you know, I mean, had to go through recovery and therapy and a lot of that takes from reflective thinking and retrospective thinking, so I think it's probably, sadly, it's something that had to happen to me in my life, I needed a trauma That you know, I'm very very fortunate I survived that, that aspect You know So many don't And that's awful But it, it, I learned a few things Within the hospital stay That came afterwards You know I learned a lot And I've learned a lot since and, and one thing I do want to say Is that the journey isn't linear You know It's not just straightforward It's very much peaks and troughs And ups and downs And But I, I think I'm better At living with it now I think I'm better, I've got A better understanding Of mental health as a whole And particularly My own personal mental well-being And how I handle that And I guess what I have off the back of it now is an amazing support network that myself and Trayvon, my wife, have created through Time to Tackle. I mean, even tonight, I'm currently standing in this Miser Stadium in Paisley. You know, I've taken a 10-minute break from delivering a group to do this. But I'm out most nights engaging with people, playing football, having fun. Um, And that's the big thing for me. And what we're able to do is to to give the same feelings back to people that I get by coming here.
1: Good on you. And making a a huge difference, I'm I'm absolutely sure. I mean... (laughs) This affects a lot of people, and I think if you think of our audience as well, if I'm going to generalise, kind of young males, and, and we know that, that what the stats say, i um, hearing about that group and how that can be impacted. And the area I'm from, in particular, um, has felt the brunt of this really badly over recent years. And I noticed, um, you know, lots of sort of flyers have been put up by a, a group of Motherwell fans in the last 24 hours or so, all across the town. Um, It says our club Our community Our fans Just trying to get the message out there um, With some helpline numbers And so on Um, What would your Message be To anyone who Is listening at the moment And and maybe finds themselves In a a place that they don't want to be
10: Firstly To know that The thoughts and feelings You're having are normal And you're not any different To anyone else In the world Um, And you're absolutely not alone I think one thing I often felt in my life was alone, and that people wouldn't care or wouldn't understand, and that couldn't be further from the truth. When I started speaking to people around it, and don't get me wrong, I was forced into conversation because I was in a hospital. So, But when I started speaking about it, I started to feel that people cared. There was compassionate people in the world who wanted to help where they could, and that's true for everyone out there, no matter who you are, or how you feel, there's someone who's willing to listen. And that's the most important step, is trying to have that conversation, and just any type of conversation that can open up a door to try and get you help. And the the stuff that's happening in Millerwell, I'm on my way to Millerwell later, I'm delivering a group there at nine o'clock as well at Fuck Park. Um, like it's fantastic. And and more and more clubs in the country need to get need to get involved in this type of aspect and give more more information to the fans and stuff. But in terms of my advice or guidance and I'm not a medical professional, just try and find someone you can trust and just tell them something that's going on, something, one of your thoughts. And if that's me, because you don't know me, but if someone like me who has a story like this, then come to me. Or if it's a close friend, a family member, or if you can go to a doctor, then great. But trying to start the conversation is the most difficult, but the most important step.
1: Yeah, and um, hopefully people do listen to that. And by the way, see if anyone... Even listening to this Wants to just phone the number I'm not saying you want To come on the show But if you want to speak To producer Callum And we can point you In the right direction um, And maybe try and and Smooth some things over If you've got any concerns Um, I was interested On something that Aaron sorry That that jumped out When you said that You know This isn't linear This is not something That happened to you In 2019 And it's it's just done And it's gone And it's in the past And and now everything's fine And and you come on Just wondered if you could Elaborate a little bit On that In case anyone um, In case that You know applies to anyone Also that's listening
10: yeah, something I always worry about Gordon you know, I, I think you've probably seen me on social media I speak a lot about mental health And when the times are good I think I, I worry that people think That everything's always good now And that I'm over it and, I, and that's not true So I always try to When things aren't going so well I try and speak about that as well publicly Or, And I think that's because it isn't linear I'm not on my way to a destination Where I'm going to be Everything's going to be great I have an illness at the end of the day um, And I have to accept it And it's very difficult to accept Trust me Tonight I might be able to say yes, I accept, and I can move on. Um, but you catch me in another day, I will be feeling sorry for myself because of this. But I think to understand that it's a journey, and we're all on different journeys, and it's there's going to be highs and lows. Whether you struggle with your mental health, or you or you have a mental illness, or whether you're mostly good, you're still going to have days where you're not so good. You get stressed. I always use the same phrase but you know I have a a wife and three kids life can be stressful at times and that's the same for everyone work can be stressful and stuff so I think an understanding that everything isn't always going to be good and just knowing then when it isn't so good what do you use to cope for me I use football I use exercise try and spend time with the kids switch the phone off a little bit or or whatever you need to understand for yourself what your coping tools are and I think that's really important too
1: and you don't need me to tell you that you're incredibly brave And you're incredibly inspirational I'm sure you've heard it before But if you want to add my voice to the list of many people That have no doubt told you it because you deserve it um, Then please do We really appreciate you taking the time You have probably made more difference Even in the last 15 minutes than you could possibly imagine So get back out there, get the boots on I don't want to distract you any further And uh, have a good weekend
10: Thank you, thank you Gordon Good
1: man um, Speak to you soon Hopefully Um a few Keevens, Jim Duffy, a bit of perspective
3: yeah, I mean, uh, again, uh, Aaron, uh, you know, he, he just speaks so well, um, so positively in the difficult circumstances, not just for him, but for his wife and his young family. Um, these are the people that, uh, you know, uh, they see that um, effect, but, um, you know, what he's trying to do is try to help you can everybody see there. It's fantastic. I
1: mean, Hugh, if, you, if you don't mind me saying, because w- we'll poke fun, you and I, about the generational gap between us many times, uh-huh, yeah. so, t- yeah. so to make it a bit more serious... I wonder for you how you feel hearing that Perhaps having been brought up in a generation Where those conversations weren't had Is that is that accurate, is that fair?
2: Without doubt, it wouldn't have been possible To have those conversations Men didn't talk about their problems uh, And women were left to bear the burden um, So I am humbled by Aaron's story uh, I am awestruck with admiration For how he's handled his life since then The last 18 months have been tough on everyone in this country uh, And mental health has become a massive issue Uh, But he is an inspiration to all
1: Yep, listen, if that hit home, any of that with you Phone us if you like 01419511025 Producer Callum uh, More than happy to talk to you If you want to check out Aaron's group Time to Tackle Samaritans and Their breathing space Calm Chris's house Do tremendous And there, there will be loads more um, But if you're in any doubt Give us a call um, Like I said It is Suicide Prevention Day We always try and, and tie that into football And um, speak about something That let's be honest Is far more important Than some of the the stuff that we get involved in. But we also love it as well. And as Aaron says, it gives people an outlet. So we're going to take more of your calls after these.
0: Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141 951 1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Hugh Keevans and Jim Duffy are here. An incredible amount of feedback already coming in on Twitter and on the phones uh, to Aaron's call and Aaron's story, which, understandably... Um, has got a lot of people thinking and um, hopefully doing a lot of good work out there tonight as he mentioned over the weekend and if anyone if that resonates with anyone please feel free to give us a call I do have a full time teaser for you two gentlemen that's a good question this by the way but I'm gonna we've got a lot to get through so I won't revisit it too often but we'll leave it bubbling away in the background Nicholas Woodward has sent it thank you to Nicholas he wants to know can you name each of the current Scottish Premiership team's top scorer since the SPFL started So the 2013-14 season Right So we're going back Like what Eight years or so So in that time In the SPFL era Can you name the top scorer For every team
3: it's currently and That's currently In the, in the, the top five? The 12 yeah. just now So for Celtic It would be Henry Larson No no So oh, no, SPFL
11: oh, 2013 Onward Would 15,
2: onwards no, it. it be uh, right. Lee Griffiths It is Lee Griffiths, Griffiths yeah. On 90
3: Yes mm-hmm. uh, For Rangers Chris Boyd No um, mm. goal scorer uh, James Tavernier. No,
2: getting Wouldn't. closer. <laughs> um, With, uh, uh, Alfredo Morelos, yes.
1: Alfredo Morelos, Tavernier's a bit behind him.
2: Would Stevie May be St Johnson's?
1: He is second behind mm. oh. Callum it, Davids. His name's Callum Davids. What are talking about? Murray no, Davidson.
3: No, no, um, Steve McLean, Yeah Stephen McLean,
1: oh, no, that's a good start. Look at that, not as daft as you look, you too. Alfredo Morelos, Steve McLean. And Lee Griffiths That's a great question I'm sure you can get involved With that one on Twitter Uh, We're looking for The top scorer The top scorer In the SPFL era For each of the 12 teams In the top flight Lee Griffiths Alfredo Morelos Stephen McLean Who was the one you went for? Liam
3: Boyce For Ross County.
1: Yes well done Look at that You're a third of the way there Without even Breaking a sweat Let's bring in Barry In Barhead What's your point tonight Barry?
6: Um, Just first of all Just wanted to um, Give a big shout out To Time to Tackle Um, I was in um I've been involved a couple of times and and they do um they do the the sides and mm-hmm. um Sean's. Um oh, it was a fantastic kind of mental break for me. Um they done the, no judgment, no no nothing, just head down play football and then everybody's having a laugh at the it, it. Um it's a fantastic uh, <clears throat> group. That Aaron's built And mm-hmm. honestly I, 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 I couldn't thank it enough um, It really As you said it, it takes you out Of your kind of Mental zone For a while And just reminds you That um, you, you can be in a better place mm-hmm. You know
1: Good Well um, listen Barry I'm glad it's helped I'm glad it's made a A positive impact on you We hope you're doing well Um is I mean I don't know Is that something you want to elaborate on? Do you want to tell us a bit more about no, it? No, no For a football no, just, point I, Is that just in a Yeah aside? no I, I
11: had
6: a point about Don McKay I just
1: wanted to Not quite there. right And I appreciate that Because I'm, I'm glad you did Um, Because I think a lot of people um, Probably do recognise You know what Aaron said and, and see bits of it In themselves and so on So Right yeah I appreciate you Being open enough To, to say that to us
6: um, It's basically my, my point was about um, Don McKay um, Obviously Even um, it, I mean well, we're talking about health and suicide prevention stuff. I mean, could could this just be simply he he might have a health problem that he just doesn't want to disclose? You know what I mean? I, I know that the the world media goes, "Oh, there must be a reason." Um, financially, can he not handle the job and stuff like? That? Could it just be that he has a health problem or a family member has a health problem, and we all could maybe just calm down about it and just say. You know what, Celtic have got somebody else in The club's still well run as far as I'm concerned Um, And we move on from
2: it I understand that having just listened to Aaron And uh, indeed to yourself Barry uh, That football uh, has to be seen in its rightful place It is not a matter of life and death However, in the world in which we live Two hours a night, Monday to Friday Four to six hours Saturday and perhaps Sunday Uh, You Football is a big thing In this part of the world And we have the two clubs Who are the backbone of Scottish football Celtic and Rangers On our patch And when the chief executive of the club Leaves after 10 weeks Then it's not just the the media world Who are running around looking for answers tonight the, The social media world Will be running around looking for answers And Tens of thousands of Celtic supporters Would be looking for answers But but Barry is right Maybe Don Mackay cannot Or or does not want to give those
1: answers And that's fine And that should be respected We did say that at the start of the show But I also admitted that there's just a There's a thirst for this stuff that You were always going to get a bit of speculation So I think if we can just try and be As respectful as possible I think that's fair
2: Yeah of course As I said at the very outset There is not a shred Of factual information regarding the personal reasons which have taken Dominic McKay from Celtic after 10 weeks. That will not prevent people from looking into those reasons and you also have to respect that Mm. uh, that is part of the job that we have and it is something that you'll never remove from the fans. They always want to know. Uh, The very Mm. first caller tonight said he's not buying it. Well, others are buying it but for those who are not buying it, they want answers. You might just have to buy it, though. I think that's Barry's point. Let, let's move away from the speculation
1: aspect of it, then, Barry, and just talk purely football. Do you think it is something that 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 what maybe worries is a, is a, a bit of a strong word, but you know, as as a football fan, do you think that's particularly disruptive? Was it surprising? Is it something you think can easily be smoothed over? What's your take on the impact that it's going to have on? The football going forward, regardless of whether you know why it's happened. I
6: I, I just hope that um, I think the club's done well under Boston College, Um football wise. Um, I think I think they got the right man in. Um, unfortunately, it took them a bit too long because of the house situation, but that wasn't Don McKay's fault. Um, I I don't I don't see it. As I say, I don't see it being a, like a massive um, issue. I think. I think they'll get the right person in charge. They've, Peter Lawwell, as much as he did have his faults, he did ha, he did do a good job for us. Um, I'm I, the person I just worried that Peter Lawwell had that arson attack at his house. I just I, I pray that nothing has happened to Don McKay and his personal life, and this is somehow spooked. On. I don't, I don't know. You never know these things, but. I I don't I don't see it affecting Celtic on the park at all. I think I think we're very well run. We, we sell players at the right time for the right prices and stuff. We might take a wee while to get them in, but at least we get them in now. We've got a, I think we're building a squad, and it's it's looking for looking good going forward. I think.
1: Well, it starts tomorrow. Thanks for sharing uh, your thoughts with us tonight, Barry. In Barhead, Celtic Ross County, three o'clock tomorrow. But the afternoon, the return to domestic football kicks off a bit earlier than that. Twelve thirty, St Johnston up against Rangers Rangers fans this would be a great time for you to get involved because we're going to hear from Stephen Gerrard on those bids for Nathan Patterson uh, and what happens going forward so why not pick up the phone let us know how you're feeling how much you're looking forward to the return of domestic football 01419511025 they may well come up against Effie Ambrose who has tonight signed for St. St. Johnson. Johnson yeah. A bit of breaking news for you.
3: There was Jason Kerr was sold, obviously, in the transfer window, which was. Uh, mm-hmm. a huge, I mean, it's don't get me wrong, six hundred thousand pound. I think it's a bargain. He went to Wigan, didn't he? Yep. Um, uh, but I mean, over the last couple of years, he's been so consistent. Obviously, the double winning captain. You know, we'll go down in history. Is the most successful, probably captain of um, St Johnson, and um, certainly in modern times. And listen, uh, you know, it was a great um, move for the boy. He's got a great opportunity to go down south and establish himself and maybe get another move further down the line. Effie uh, Ambrose obviously was at Livingston as well, and, you know, he'd been at Hibs. So, you know, he certainly knows the Scottish football. So, um, Callum has brought an experienced player in there, but. Will he pitch him straight in against the
2: Rangers? That'll I think be an interesting he will. one. I think he will Because he has got know their choice
1: Well Hugh it's interesting Because the first game back after the transfer window closes Is always fascinating You know who makes their debut And we're talking about Yakimakis and whoever Tomorrow is the tale of A visiting team that kept all of their best players during the window uh-huh. Versus a home team that Lost two of theirs
2: The cynical response uh, To Rangers' situation is that uh, Nobody Wanted their bigger players uh, or was prepared to pay The money that Rangers wanted For their bigger players Rather than Rangers Held on to all of their players
1: Well they, well, they, they undeniably held on to them They're yeah. there They're in the building That's what I mean It doesn't need to be over analysed They're there They didn't yeah.
3: leave I think they were wanted I think there was a couple of girls That did want yeah. players yeah. they oh, are talk- about to hear that, Stephen Gerrard Talking think, about Nathan Patterson they do wanting to there but, The money
2: as you said you But they, they, they are there And the gulf between them And St Johnston Will be massive tomorrow The loss of Ali McCann Outstanding player in our league. Uh, the loss of Jason Kerr, inspirational in the winning of two trophies. Uh, Murray Davidson out because of injury, and I think that's why Effie Ambrose will play tomorrow because Callum Davidson's running short on numbers. Uh, so um, they're up against it. They are bang up against it. Uh, but Yeah everyone thought that When they went to Ibrooks In the cup last season Yeah Yeah, Yeah, Rangers fans
1: What do you make of this Steven Gerrard says He is delighted to hold on To all of his top players During the window He says the bids they received For Nathan Patterson Were way off Their valuation of the player
11: I think that will always be the case At Rangers Especially when you're sitting in uh, This chair Or in my shoes if you like You always want to keep All the best players The players that are going to give you The best chance of being successful Moving forward And that is a little bit being selfish, but I also understand the side of it of how the business works and I was well prepared for me phone going at any given moment. If the right bid um, landed for a player and the board wanted to accept that, there wouldn't have been any resistance as long as they were happy on their side. And this club's had some real healthy bids in the last two, three winters for our players. and To be fair to the board, they've stayed strong in, in them situations because they've just felt short of our valuations of them players i.e. Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos. We had some bids for Nathan Patterson that were way off his valuation in this recent window. So the reality is um, the valuations from me, Ross and the board collectively, no one's hit them numbers. But from a selfish point of view sitting here, I'm obviously happy in that situation.
1: Uh, He also says Nathan Patterson's At the right place For his development Despite a lack of Game time this season He thinks coming up Against the likes of Ryan Kent Alfredo Morelos In training Can help him grow As a player
11: They did do fantastically well I watched the game Albeit it was against Moldova Nathan's doing Fantastically well And don't worry About his development Because he's up against Ryan Kent Most days If he's not up against Ryan Kent He's up against Scott Wright He's got forwards Like Jermaine De Falk Ruf And Alfredo Morelos Who are challenging him Every minute of every Training session So Nathan will come through and be the number one right back here at Rangers when, when the time's right. He's also ready now to compete for the jersey. He's pushing, pushing James in every way, shape and form he can. And um, I believe it is a challenge in every position because I have got a loaded squad, but that's what eventually will make us even more successful than we have been. But I've got no doubt that Nathan Patterson's in the right place from a development point of view. And also to, you know, he's a Rangers fan. Um, he loves the club um, he's happy here he's settled and um, he's more than ready albeit he's had a kick this week and um, we'll have to wait and see whether he's ready for tomorrow
1: Aussie's um, a Rangers fan on the line what do you make of that picture then at the moment Aussie, the fact that Nathan Patterson is still a Rangers player um, the bids were turned down and now it's a, the challenge to find appropriate game time for him
8: Hi guys, how are you doing? Uh, yeah, no I th- I think it's uh, fantastic news if you're a Rangers fan because, you know, we we have so many people trying to tell us that you know our club is in trouble financially and there you've got our uh, board rejecting an 8 million pound upfront plus add-ons bid for a guy who is essentially our backup right-back. Um and that's with, you know, J- James Tavernier is on a long-term contract. So I th- I think the fact that, you know, we were in a position to reject that bid, really speaks volumes about where we are as a club right now. Um, I think obviously you're quite right. The challenge is getting him enough game time. Um, there have been a couple of games this season so far where I've thought, you know, why not give Nathan Patterson a go there? Um, I think one of the big examples would be Dundee United away. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think it's important to keep giving him game time because th- the only concern that I have is. Nathan Patterson will be aware that Scotland have a good chance of going to the World Cup, and you know, in order for him to to stake a, a claim for you know for, for being a starter, which he should be, um, he needs to be playing games. So, so the only thing I've got in the back of my mind is, you know, Nathan might be thinking I can I, I can potentially play for a Premier League club. Um, you know, w- w- would he uh, potentially down the line ask for a move or something and that, that's the only slight concern that I have but I, I have full trust in uh, in the coaching team about coming to an appropriate solution there
2: You've, You keep coming back to the, the point though that Rangers themselves said that they needed to develop a player trading model somewhere down the line mm-hmm. uh, and Patterson would appear to be the number one favourite because he's an outstanding talent and he is emerging at a ferocious rate and although Stephen Gerrard says, oh, he's learning every day in training, playing up against Ryan Kent, it's not the same thing. Uh, and as I say, the player trading model will have to kick in at some point. Rangers are keeping all, all the best players right now. Rangers are looking at winning this title, I think, again. They are looking at automatic qualification for the group stages uh, of the Champions League, and that will provide a terrific mm. financial return. But somewhere down the line, players will want to go and will be sold because of the player trading model they want to establish. And as
1: you mentioned, the landscape's a little bit different this mm. season because you've got Champions League money potentially up for grabs. So that that you know that can take yeah. that can take the heat off your player trading model um, and then some. <laughs> Nathan Patterson there, Jim managed to come in and start a game for his country despite yeah. not playing a lot of football. You heard Stephen Gerrard reference it there. Mm-hmm. What does that challenge look like? That's not the first time we've discussed it this season. I doubt it will be the last.
3: Yeah, I think it's a massive challenge for for um, Nathan Patterson. I think that uh, alongside everybody else, you know, he's, he's, you know, we agree that he's. He's a, he's a player um, who could go to the very top, but he needs to play. I mean, as Steven Gerrard saying there, yeah, he's learning every day. But again, even if he is a Rangers fan, even if he does love being at the club, he'll get to the stage where he, he was thinking, I need to be playing games here. And Steve, uh, James Tavernier, as I say, has signed a long-term contract. So whether he changes his position slightly to get him more game time, whether he adapts James Tavernier to move slightly somewhere else to, to allow Nathan Parris to come in, but somewhere along the line... Something's got to give there Because I think uh, if he doesn't play enough games this season Then um, the pressure to leave and go and play elsewhere Will will definitely increase Is is
1: that something you feel quite relaxed about, Aussie? I imagine Rangers have designs Well, they're going to play a group stage campaign um, In the Europa League I imagine they have designs And going deep into the cup competitions But then again, they did that last season Is there scope to give Nathan Patterson the game time he needs?
8: Um, I, 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 this, this is the point I was making. You, know, I would have expected him to have played a little bit more. I, th- I think I believe the only appearance he's made so far this season was in the the League Cup game against Dunfermline for for Rangers, and uh, that you, you know that, that that's one area where I, I I think Rangers probably need to do a little bit better. But as I said, I, I trust Gerard on it. You know, we've got a, a long. Season ahead of us, you know, uh, potentially a sixty-game, fifty to sixty-game season. Um, I fully expect Gerard to rotate, and you know, we have a situation now where if Tavernier gets injured or if you know Balogun gets injured, we've got Mm -hmm. an eight million-pound value player. uh, You know, when when really he is worth more than that, um, ready and and available to step up.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, the, I suppose there is the, the the outside factors as well There have been injuries, there are Covid problems Stephen Gerrard are saying he might not even be fit to play tomorrow So, mm-hmm. um, well, we'll find out, won't we? About half past 11 you tomorrow, can, tomorrow You can the only keep an out.
3: outstanding talent on the sidelines for, for so, so long, long. Okay. You, you know, Eventually, somewhere along the line he, Like Hugh mm-hmm. says, he has to play to help his game go to the next level
1: One to watch then, I'm sure Thank you, Aussie oof, We're really running late And we've got lots to get through Any more on this teaser quickly?
3: Um, Michael Higdon at Motherwell No Jason Cummings at Hibbs No um, It's actually a more recent
1: one Because if you think it's only since 2013 And some of these sides have been out of the top flight in that Martin Adam Rooney. Boyle Martin Adam, Boyle yes Adam Rooney Aberdeen, Yes
3: um, Lewis Malt, Yes,
0: Louis Malt, Well
1: done Okay, we'll get the rest next
0: Number one for football in Glasgow and the West Clyde One Super Scoreboard
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here The last four minutes or whatever it was during the break I've just spent going through We're inundated really with messages of people Praising Aaron for the way he came on And spoke and the important message that he Delivered so again If it can help in any way Shape or form pick up the phone to us And we can even pass it on to Uh, To people who can perhaps help If any of that resonated with you It's Suicide Prevention Day Something we feel quite strongly about So please do uh, get in touch Don't hesitate Um, We have a question though For you two to answer And we're looking for you to name The top scorer For each of the top flight teams in Scotland During the SPFL era So from 2013-14 onwards Who's got the most goals for Aberdeen? It's Adam Rooney You got that Mm. Who's Celtics? It's Lee Griffiths Rangers is Alfredo Morelos You've got Liam Boyce at County Steve McLean, St Johnston, Martin Boyle, Hibsley Molt, Motherwell Paul
3: McGillan At Dundee uh, No, no. Scott, Scott Pittman at Livvy
1: That is a great shout It is Scott Pittman Yes He's just been there for so long And put in a good return uh, um, So you've got St Mirren left You've K- got the two Dundee clubs and Hearts Kyle laugh at Hearts mm, No um, Stephen Naismith at Hearts He's third on the list not an out-and-out goal scorer This guy But he has Now in his second spell At Jamie Harps. Walker Yes Alright Two to get I think Is it Dundee and Dundee United mm. And St Mirren as well So We will find out Before the end of The show We've talked about St Johnson Rangers tomorrow Life after Ali McCann And Jason Kerr And um, Effie Ambrose has signed Celtic We know it's life after Don McKay uh, Kyogo Furuhashi Injured at the moment Dundee, Livy Mullerwell, Aberdeen St Mirren, Dundee
2: United Tomorrow Hugh What tickles your fancy there? Um, all the games Have something to offer You know, Can Livy end the, the, the disastrous run They haven't got a point yet uh, I may say incidentally The Hibby and the family Has been on to say Why aren't you discussing The top of the table clash Between Hearts and Hibs mm-hmm. At Tynecastle on Sunday uh, I, I repeat I think it's wonderful To see Hibs and Hearts Undefeated um, Rangers will beat St. Johnson tomorrow, but the winner of Hearts and Hibs will go top of the league. Great incentive, great crowd, properly distributed crowd. The Hibs fans haven't mm-hmm. been given a stand of their own. How the old firm game misses that kind of atmosphere again. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm interested to see St. Mirren against Dundee United, uh, Tam Courts, the Dundee United manager, surprising a lot of people. Uh, there's... There's intrigue and fascination yeah.
1: Wherever you look The Dandy Dons could do With going back up from For Park with three points, Jim
3: Yeah, it's been a kind of strange spell For Stephen Glass You know, he came in at first And everybody thought Oh, this is a really good appointment Done well Obviously some big signings Notably Scott Brown and Ramirez He scored a couple of goals And signed J. Uh, Emmanuel Thomas And, you know, there was a few things Obviously for the injuries Andy Considine had a bad injury And looks to be ready for the season But Losing to Raith Rovers in the Cup and then losing heavily to Carabag at home in the and the, the the the, the con- was it the UEFA Conference, uh, but you know they've they've stuttered a little bit you know um, so um, I think yeah they they have to find a little bit more of a rhythm and and and, and a, a little bit more of a goal threat um, I think to, to to get the Aberdeen fans back on back on uh, side again.
1: And like we said, it is the first game after the mm-hmm. transfer window. It could be debuts all over the place. You never know. We'll wait and see. Uh, who lines up for who? I mean, David Bates, for instance. Mm-hmm. I think he's in line for a debut. Aberdeen Motherwell did uh, a fair bit of business as well mm-hmm. towards the, the tail end of the window. St Mirren held on to Jamie McGrath, which was yeah, in, was important was for them. Go uh, it certainly looked like think, he was going to go to Hibbs.
2: Enjoy him, well you may, St Mirren mm-hmm. fans, because he, he he should have gone, could have gone in the in the window now closed. But I think he's a certainty to go in the January window. Mm-hmm. Yeah he will be a
1: man in demand Um, Jim Harts and Hibbs. Mm It is mid-September The top of the table clash Does not involve Celtic Mm -hmm. or Rangers The manager of the month has been given out The player Mm -hmm. of the month has been given out Celtic and Rangers nowhere to be seen Mm -hmm. Martin Boyle the player of the month For his four goals during Mm -hmm. August And Robbie Nielsen getting the manager prize as well That is set up to be An absolute cracker As as, uh, Hugh says the crowds are back Mm -hmm. in it's going to be brilliant.
3: No, listen, I, I think it's brilliant for Scottish football that, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the, the player of the month and the manager of the month come come from uh, the, the Edinburgh rivals. I think the game is, is going to be an epic game in terms of atmosphere. And let's hope it's got similar qualities on the pitch. Because certainly off the pitch at Tyne Castle with that crowd, it's going to be electric. Uh, and hopefully the players respond in the right manner, playing great football, great tempo. But just keep the lid on the, the mm. aggression. Because sometimes that, that game can... Can be a little bit aggressive And, and can sometimes they Stifle each other So let's hope it's a really Positive Open game of football And uh, you know We're, we're all actually Lyrical about it um, After it And
1: just before we let you go All of a sudden Air United against them, mm. Ferman You are in charge mm. Of Air um, You've obviously been in there This season mm. um, David Hawkins leaving mm-hmm. In the last few days What's that been like yeah,
3: it's very difficult. I mean, when uh, someone asked you to come in uh, uh, and uh, help them and assist them in, in the coaching side, and I was really enjoying it working with Dave. He's a terrific guy and um, really honest. Uh, one of the most honest people I've ever been involved with in football. Uh, loves his football, but he just felt that after Tuesday, I think particularly the reaction of supporters, which I think, you know, was, was, was way over the top. We're talking tonight about mental health issues and things. And I think that there's a level of criticism that managers expect and understand. But sometimes it can go overboard and I think that sometimes you think managers are immune to that We're not immune to it and coaches are not immune to it So I think there has to be a level of understanding uh, of football fans at times And I think it crossed the line a little bit in Tuesday So anyway, David um, decided that, you know, I think for, for him and for the, the players in particular That he would step down um, so yeah I'll take the, the team tomorrow As professional as I possibly can be And then it's up to the club To decide what they're going to do after Something that
1: Something that you would be willing To entertain going forward permanently Or too early to say No
3: or... it's, it's far too early God I mean uh, David Doan, He left on Wednesday really And then obviously yesterday We, t- we took the teams a bit mm-hmm. flat Which you can understand and I think particularly for myself And other coaches But today you just had to Get the players up again And, and get mm-hmm. them focused on the game So listen I guess my old pal Peter Grant tomorrow as well And, yeah. and, and Dunferman haven't started great So you know We have to try and get result And that's That's the job I'm employed
1: to do Okay we wish you well You've got a couple more On this teaser Before we really mm. let you go Air United can wait I'm afraid Dundee's it, top scorer In the SPFL era Dundee
2: um, Is Shanklin Dundee United uh, for, No um, Nicky Clark No
1: Think back to that mm. Kind of Golden Dundee United side That had Various
3: big hitters In it
1: I'll tell you who it's not mm. Gary Mackay steven Sure so Armstrong, Armstrong yeah. Who
3: else um, Sandaza No 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 no, no. Um, Nadia Chiffchi. Nadia Chirchia. Chirchia, Well Chirchia. Chirchia. done yeah, Right Chirchia. just up
1: the road then Dundee It's not Rory Loy It's not Kane Hemmings It's Who was Kane, was Kane, strike was going to say Kane who Hemings' Strike partner Who was his strike partner Greg Stewart Greg Stewart Well done And the last one St Mirren Only 17 uh, goals Mullen. Only 17 goals So they've obviously chopped and Changed Gavin quite Rayleigh. a bit No you find them on the um, telly these days Oh, Stephen, Stephen Thompson. Thompson Stephen Thompson, there we go Thank you Hugh Evans and Jim Duffy uh, Thanks to you, lots to get through tonight I appreciate we probably couldn't do it all in the depth that you wanted But um, that is the challenge of a live radio on to our uh, show And some really important stuff from Aaron as well on the phone So hopefully you found it useful Thanks for joining us, it's a six hour special tomorrow It kicks off at noon So make sure you join us, GBX up next